welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, my name is Rosie, just quickly introduce myself and I'm here with my husband Jeremy. And today we're going to be talking to Abraham. So I'm going to pass it over to Jeremy who's going to introduce him properly as usual. But thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Uh, so yeah, today we are uh, welcoming Abraham. Uh, thank you for being with us today. Um, so just as a quick background, we, we met Abraham, we saw each other, uh, I think, I don't know, one year ago at the Mind Valley meetup with Jason, uh, who's enjoying life is in Bali right now. <laughs> um, so we did like three or four of those events, uh, last year. Uh, and then we did like a beach cleanup together <laughs> and, and yeah, and then, and then we started talking and, 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 and. Whatever, and, and today we are recording together. <laughs> um, the I remember the reason I thought, oh, we need to do an, imp- an, an episode with you uh, is you posted an Instagram post, I don't know, in January or, or February, a few months ago, about uh, how you got into entrepreneurship and how you decided that the classic nine to five was not for you and how you decided to go for another path and actually you, you in your post I, I was reading it just before you say that at this time you were reading uh the four hour rock week by tim ferris and i'm actually reading it right now yeah. <laughs> so such an amazing book <laughs> um so yeah that's pretty funny um so yeah so that would be um I, I, i'd love to talk to you about everything i'm super curious about your story um because a lot of people right now are trying to get into this entrepreneurial path journey and everything so i think that that could inspire a lot of people um so maybe we're just gonna start with the beginning do you want to tell us like where you come from and and how did you end up in miami for sure for sure uh thank you for for having me on the podcast appreciate that uh, so i was born in colombia actually so kind of like you guys i immigrated here uh, i immigrated here when i was 12 but i didn't first come to miami I first moved to Pennsylvania oh, wow. and I lived there until the beginning of 2019 and right around that time was when my business was starting to take off and and perhaps I can give you some context mm-hmm. uh, later on but it's I, I felt like I wanted a city that had a lot more to offer and uh, I was living in a city with 60,000 people, so not a lot of people, and it was a great city. I'm super grateful for getting my start in entrepreneurship there uh, because one of the things that a small city, uh, like the one that I was living in, kind of did for me is when when you live in a city with 60,000 people, everybody knows everybody, and when they see a young 21-year-old kind of just getting into business, showing up at networking events, uh, they take you under their wing and they, they open doors for you, right? And they introduce you uh, to, hey, you need to meet this person. And it, it, I really get to see that it takes a village and in a lot of ways. And I'm super grateful to have gotten my start in that city. That city is Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, but there came a point where I felt like, okay, like, I want to take my business to the next level. I want to take my life to the next level. And I had always traveled to Miami. And Miami always seemed like just a beautiful city with amazing energy, just beautiful weather all year round. So I was like, you know what? Like, 
I had two cities in mind. One of them was Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and the other one was Miami. And I was like, being from Columbia, Miami, I'm three hours yeah, away from sense. Columbia, <laughs> right? Whereas like Austin, Texas, is it's also an amazing city. It's the culture is very rich in Austin, but it's not as close yeah. to Columbia, and they don't have as amazing weather as Miami did. So I decided to pick Miami and just make the move and. I've been here and loving it. And ever what since. made you come to the US? What was the reason to move here? So I had no choice okay. in that. <laughs> so my mom, uh, I was 12 years old at the time. Uh, my mom met this guy and he was American and he lived in Pennsylvania. So uh, when they got married, it was either he came and moved with us down in Colombia or we moved to Pennsylvania right. and we decided to move to Pennsylvania. So that's kind of how okay. I ended up in the States. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So to go back on on your journey, um, when when did you decide that? When did you realize uh, that maybe the the classic I'm gonna go to college and 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 have a massive debt to start my life and I'm gonna find a job and and pay back my debt and and do a nine to five that I'm gonna hate for the next ten years and <laughs> like when did you realize yeah. that was not for you? Yeah, uh, so. I had this in my heart way back in high mm. school, but the conditioning that we're exposed to in in high school is so strong that even though I had this in my heart in high school, and funny enough, on my commencement speech when I graduated from high school, I gave a speech where I talked about this, where I talked about like, guys, like you don't have to go to college. <laughs> You, we live in like the best of all possible times and it's never been easier for you to live a different kind of life, right? It, it, it's This device, our cell phones, like there's put so much power in our hands. And, and, and I, I had that realization back when I was in high school. And even though I gave a speech to my commencement class to 5,000 people, I found myself going to college <laughs> and following the traditional route. You know, because again, you're you're young and you see everybody going to college and everybody's telling you like you're every professional. Oh, you got to start applying to college. And you got to um, everybody's applying to college. Everybody's getting accepted. There's so much social pressure, and your parents are like, "Man, like we've only known college as the way to to succeed yeah. in life. So you have to go to college." And and even though I had this in my heart, I found myself going to college. But while I was in high school. I was working at a job at an IT company, and and I know I know you, we connected in the past, and you mentioned you you were doing IT as well, and I, I often joke like man, like I'm a re- recovering IT <laughs> professional, um, and I just I, I would remember like even though I was making good money at that job, I I used to work the late shift probably from like four to eight p.m. From 6 to 8 p.m. was the longest to, I mean, it seemed like months. Like, I would just, like, be working and, like, I'd look at the I'd look at the clock and I'd look down and just keep working. and Because I, I just I just didn't want to be there, you know? Like, uh, working on someone else's uh, dream, working on projects that I wasn't passionate about, uh, that I was essentially just working on for the money, it, it started to get to me. It started to, to get to me and... Uh, I carried that job into college and uh, I was at that job for about two years and, and I was making pretty good money, like significantly more than like 
most people my age yeah. at that time, I, I give you some context, I went to a technical high school. So like my whole senior year, like half of it I worked and I came out with like technical degrees. Um, so in the eyes of everyone, Abraham's doing so good, right? Abraham has this nine to five job. He's working in, at a company, he's making good money. And I'm like, yeah, but even though like this is happening, like in here in my heart, it didn't feel that way, right? And uh, there came a point where I, the bitterness that came from just kind of, I see it as selling your soul away whenever you are doing something just for the money, not because your heart's in it. It started to kind of seep into other areas of my life. And um, there came a point where like, I noticed just the person that I was being in my day-to-day life and I didn't like it. And, and I knew it had to do with the fact that I was going to this job and I was spending so much of my time there um, and my heart mm-hmm. wasn't in it, even though I was making good money. So uh, while I was at college, I decided to start looking for a different job. And I was still, I was still working at this, at this IT company. And I was able to get the university that I was working at, Penn State University, to hire me as a consultant, mm. as an IT consultant while I was going there, uh, which seemed much more aligned with the fact that I was going to be working with like people my age. I was still, it was it's still corporate, but like it, it's much better than this like dry. Yeah, the environment was a bit better, I guess. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I decided to leave my job there. And, and something interesting, uh, which is a lesson that I've learned, is when you follow your heart, like doors will open, like you'll meet the right people. And uh, it takes a lot of courage, right? Like that was like this first step on me of me saying like, man, like this doesn't feel right. I'm just going to follow my intuition. Within, it was like crazy. Within eight weeks, within eight days, I had that job. Within eight days of making a decision, I'm going to look for something different, right? And, and it just seemed like magical, like man, like, how does this happen so um but i think it's it's because because you trusted the universe right because i trusted my yeah because you're there doing because like you like taking the decision to actually look for another quit your job and look for another one looked like the scariest thing you could ever do in your life but once you you actually did it it was easier than (laughs) than you imagine it's just i was thought makes things way scarier than they are (laughs) for sure for sure a hundred percent uh, and 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 also this this false security of like man like like I have it so good here right because uh, uh, like I said I was, I was making decent money so anyways I left that job started working at Penn State University and it was great I was working with students so it was um, it was much more dynamic if if you will and and I enjoyed that but eventually the that feeling of just not doing something that i love and just being there just for the money kind of started coming back and and that's where i kind of like started realizing that that i was an entrepreneur and and kind of having that self-realization and i should have seen this like way back like if we take me back to like when i was a kid i used to have this yellow plastic briefcase (laughs) And I used to like save the candy bars, like Hershey bars, uh, Milky Ways, and I used to put in there. And when I would meet with friends, like I used to sell them uh, to them, okay. <laughs> right? Like you don't really, like, you can only connect dots like when you look, when you look back. But uh, I think entrepreneurs like to create, 
And, and I think we're all entrepreneurs in our own way. I just think uh, for some people, they haven't kind of found that thing they like creating. But if I look back, I was always creating stuff. I was creating YouTube channels. I was creating communities. Um, I was creating websites for my church at one point. And uh, anyway, so, so bringing it forward, uh, when when I was working on the IT job, I started acsolutions.tech, which is a company that you can go check out, which is like, it was me kind of trying to go independent and and do what I was doing at that job but for myself, right? So it that's also a theme that that plays over and over and over and over again in my life. It's, it's that theme of independency, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of seek that, and it's why they go into entrepreneurship. So that company, AC Solutions, made zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I had the websites, I had the business cards. Uh, but I, I didn't I didn't know how to get customers, but I was trying right. So so then I went to I went into this job and I was working um, it, this IT job at college and, and I was studying IT and then I realized I remember there was this one day where like I walked into my supervisor's office and he was probably like fifty two he was like getting ready to retire and I just looked at him and I'll be honest he just didn't look happy. Mm-hmm. Like he was just sitting behind a desk and just kind of doing what he was told. And I'm like, man, like this suit's getting ready to retire. Like he doesn't seem healthy. He doesn't seem excited about life. Like, you know, when you meet someone that's like on, that's excited about life, you see like yeah. a little spark in his eye. I'm grateful for this dude's mentorship, my supervisors, but he didn't have that. Right. And, and at that point I started kind of wondering, man, like if you keep going down this path, like where is this going to take you? And it's like, it was going to take me there. Like, that's like, he was a supervisor for all the university, right? Like he handled all like the IT department and yeah, I was it could be like, used in, in 30 years. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's like, they tell you this question, like, man, like, it, like he, I'm sure he was making like an easy six yeah. figures when the position that he was in, but like, I was just like, man, like, I don't, I don't see myself doing this for the next 30 years to get there. And, and, and that kind of like started playing in my head and, and I realized that I had picked information technology for two reasons. One, I, je- I, I, I had a knack for systems. I mean, I got my first laptop, I think when I was like 13 years old. So, so I picked up technology at a very early age, but the other thing was growing up in a middle-class home, right? Where I'll be honest, like there was no lack, but there wasn't also like mm-hmm. abundance. A an IT job, the way they they painted the picture was the thing to go into. <laughs> so much job security. I mean, the world's going online. Six figures out of college, like within a couple of years of college, there there's an abundance of jobs. It's the best field you can go into. I'm like IT, yeah, it is same. exactly yeah. exactly this hundred percent. That's exactly why I did that as well. Why I went to IT. Yeah. I I I was not like passionate about it, but I know that mm-hmm. like I enjoyed it. Like I had a little thing for it, but I thought that yeah, that was that was the thing to study. And my parents pushed me this way because like my dad is is been like building houses and and doing a construction job and he was like if if you know like you'll be better in an office than doing what i do outside like carrying heavy things the whole day so you better find like a job on a laptop that you can do from an office and then sit 
keep your butt on the chair and then and that'll be easier and you make more money than i do so that that was like yeah. my process and yeah i can totally relate to that <laughs> definitely definitely and, and and it's it's funny how at an early age like i'm sure there's like families that are doing this for their kids but they don't say like hey like like what are you interested in like try to like kind of like find like that like incline in your heart that like that thing that you could spend days on and not even like notice time go by right it's it's very i feel like often the decisions we make they're very a in a lot of ways fear driven Mm -hmm. right like such as the decision to go into a career because it has the security of money the security of a paycheck uh which now with everything that's going on with COVID-19 and people losing their jobs, we're realizing that that secure security, quote unquote, is not really that secure that at any point, uh, someone can say, hey, like you're out of a job. We and, and it's like, man, if you don't know the different skills that entrepreneurs sh- should teach us you, such as how to sell yourself, how to market, how to create something, and, and, and you've been, like you've just kind of been fed the whole time and you don't know how to fish you're in trouble because like now what now you got to go look for another job no one's hiring and you're like man like what do i do i thought this was the secure routes right so so kind of the, that illusion of security is falling i think a lot of people are realizing that like perhaps like this wasn't the secure route and it works for a lot of people there's nothing wrong with that i just think for entrepreneurs it's it doesn't work as well yeah so a uh, so as a uh I was at college and I had that realization, right? Man, like I don't see myself here and I decided to switch majors. And it's funny because at this point I have four years of IT experience at my IT high school. And then I have three, I have two years of IT experience in college. And my sec, at the end of my second year, I decided to, okay, I'm going to switch. And I'm going to go into communications. And everybody thought I was crazy because dude, you have six years of IT experience. I had a bunch of certifications under my belt that like, made me a very valuable asset to any company. And now you're going to communications. And you're wasting all that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, man, and like I'm consulting like with my uncles, and I'm consulting with my dad, I'm consulting with my mom. And everybody's telling me like, ah, you, you're not thinking right, like trust us, like, like we, know, we know better, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've often, uh, it, I think I think I am where I'm at today because when everybody's telling me to go this way, I, I often just kind of follow my heart. And it's something that like, it wasn't always easy. And, and so every time I'm, I decide to follow it, there is a lot of fear and there's a lot of uncertainty, but it always brings me to a beautiful place. And a, so even though everybody was telling me, hey, don't go this route, I was like, no, you know, I'm just gonna <laughs> do it. So I switched to communications and I did that for a year. So my third year of college, and around this point, I, I was really understand the fact that I was an entrepreneur and I was really fascinated by the online space. And I remember I met someone uh, that was pulling like $3,000 from his, uh, not three, he was pulling like $7,000 at the time from his laptop doing copywriting. Mm-hmm. And, and I started talking to him and, and he's like, yeah, man, like this digital marketing space, there's a lot of opportunity here. Like maybe you should check it out. And around that point was when I read the, the four hour work week. And I, and I was just fascinated by this idea of the new rich, right? And being able to work from wherever you want on your own time, on your own projects, not having a boss, uh, being able to 
if you want to say, hey, like next month, I'm going to go live in Bali and next month, I'm going to be a go live in Colombia, being able to do that, right? And, and I, and I realized that like this digital market space allowed you to do that. And entrepreneurship, if you got into the online space would allow you to do that. So I started messing around. I remember I bought a course for a thousand dollars and that, that was a lot of money for me at the time. And in that course, I learned how to run Facebook ads. Mm. So I'm on my third year of college. I just switched majors. I'm in communications, um, running Facebook ads and a, the course, the way they taught you how to get your first new client was to go to a business in your area and tell them, Hey, I'm learning this skill. I'm learning how to run Facebook ads. I'll run Facebook ads for you for free. If I get your results, all I ask for is that you give me an amazing testimonial. Mm. So I did that. I messaged like 20 different businesses and in, in doing so one got back to me at like 20 and her name was Pam and she was the owner of a yoga studio. And she was like, Hey, like I've been thinking about running ads. Let's do it. You know? So I remember I, I worked with her for about a month and, and I got her amazing results. I think we, uh, when I started working with her, we generate like 120 leads. I, I didn't get paid, but I got an amazing testimonial and, and I was still in college at this time. And then I used that testimonial to go and get my first paid client. And uh, for that client, I again messaged like 20 different business owners on Facebook. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this. Uh, I would love to run your ads. Here's how it works, blah, blah, blah. No one responded to me. Messaged another 20 people and had one studio message me. This one, this was an MMA studio. And they agreed to do a campaign for a grand total of $200 mm. for a month. Okay, so I was like, yes, first big client. <laughs> uh, I still have the picture of the check. <laughs> and uh, and slowly, I kind of uh, kept moving in my city and kept kind of messaging businesses. And it was very, very, very slow at first. Um, but it got to a point where I was kind of making like a consistent like 1200 bucks, not a lot of money. But at, at that point, like I was still in college. And, and then I started questioning college and, and I started questioning like, Hey, like I could spend the next year here or I could kind of go do this thing that, that has all my focus right now, because as a, I've always kind of followed my focus. And as an entrepreneur, when I get into something, I go all out into this thing and it, I would be in class and I would be working on client <laughs> projects. So I wouldn't be paying attention to class. And I was like, hey, man, what's the worst that can happen? I could always come back, right? Uh, so on my third year of college, I was, I was going into my fourth I was actually on, the, the, it was, I was about to start the first semester of my last year of college. And, and, and I had this idea that I wanted to drop out. And again, I, I consulted with my uncles, with my dad, with my mom, and everybody told crazy, me I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody told me I was crazy. Look, you're almost there. You have a year left. I can, I can, like, I can yeah, hear yeah, my right. family saying that when you tell me this story. I can, I can relate. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, you, you wouldn't believe it. And and especially like like my dad. My dad's a very strict, stern person. Um, and 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 I feel a lot of a lot of times a kids finishing college is a badge of honor that parents wear like, Oh, my kid went to, to this university. So their, their self esteem, their egos are involved in you finishing college. And uh, as, as I do, I decided to follow my heart. And I, I remember it was, it was like February something. I, I called the school. It was a week 
I had been thinking about this all through winter break and it was a week before we started school and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I called the school and I was like, I told them, hey, like, what do I have to do? They said, you have to come in. You have to sign this paper. I'm like, all right. So I went there and, and I signed the paper and I remember the counselor, the guidance counselor telling me, you're crazy. Look, like nobody is going to look at you if you don't, don't have your degree, go to yeah. college. Yeah, like she said, she said, like you're crazy. No one's gonna look at you. I'm like, okay, all right. Like everybody's telling me no, but I'm gonna follow this. And it, I dropped out of college, and and I just went all out of my business. And I remember the next day after after doing that, the reality kind of set in. Like now Shit. you gotta <laughs> you gotta go out and make it happen. Like you're a college dropout, okay. You just went out on this thing. Either you're gonna make an ass of yourself, or you're gonna make it happen. I guess you gotta like prove and... everyone wrong. Be like, "Ha, I knew it." <laughs> right, right, right. Um, ex- exactly. So there was a lot of pressure, but but like that reality, that new identity of like college dropouts headed, and I'm like, "No, I'm not a college dropout. I'm an entrepreneur." Okay, and and, and trying to reframe that, and I just started. It started going all out. Started uh, trying to get new clients, continuing to sell myself. And again, when you follow your heart and you follow your intuition, you'll meet the right people. And out of nowhere, uh, this dude messages me uh, on Facebook and he's in the area and we're in this group together and he's an entrepreneur. He's, his name was Eon from Romania. And this dude ended up being my mentor for like the next year and a half. And he took me under his wing and he showed me how to network at networking events. He taught me how to sell. Uh, I, I ended up getting an office with him. Um, he introduced me to a bunch of people and, and because of him, I was able to meet a lot of clients. Uh, he taught me that in order to make money, a lot of times you have to spend money, such as like joining networking organizations that were like $500 for an annual membership and to, to an entrepreneur that's making $1,200 <laughs> a month. You're like what, $500, you're crazy. But he's like, hey, like this is, this is how we do it, right? He taught me so much things. Uh, about the the entrepreneurship game, and, and I'm super grateful that this guy took me under his wing and did that. But I wouldn't have met him if I wouldn't had gone yeah. that route and 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 trusted my heart. And uh, eventually, my agency kind of started growing. I started getting a a good rep in in the city, and we we actually got an office back in Reading, and and it was amazing. Like things things were doing well. And it was, it was around that point where I was like, okay, like, I think, I think it's kind of like after a year of doing that two year and a half after dropping out of college, I was making enough money where I felt like my business was stable enough for me to move to a bigger city and continue to do things there. And that's when I came to Miami and at the, it was, it was about a year ago. You've been doing all that on your own or you had someone working with you? So in the beginning, it was all on my own. I started at first, the name of the company was the Adkitech because I, I did ads and it was a play on words from the architect. And I even got business cards and, and people would read them that say, the <laughs> what's the architect? And I'm like, no, like everybody, everybody would say that the architect. And I'm like, no. And eventually I decided to, to rebrand um, from an independent consultant, the architect to Trend Digital, which is the agency that we run now. Um, also, one of the things that, that allowed me to to really explore my agency was that 
I crack really the code on, on how to deliver a really good product to a specific audience. And in the process of doing that, I met this guy also in that city that he was so impressed with the results that we were generating for his chiropractic practice that he referred me to like seven of his colleagues. And when you're talking digital marketing, monthly contracts, like a monthly contract is easily like $2,000 a month. So like that, that represents a substantial amount of money. And, and that also allowed me to, again, like just kind of move things forward. Uh, but it was, again, because I, I really nailed a good product for someone, which is, we can talk about entrepreneurship and the importance of that later on. Uh, but because of all that, that allowed me to, to move to Miami and continue that journey right, here. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering actually how you got into chiropractor because that's not like, that's a niche and it's not like, I don't know, the obvious choice, you know, you would pick out yeah. of, I don't know how me, like, I'm going to do that. For sure. <laughs> so, For yeah. sure. So a, in the beginning, I was working with anyone and anybody that yeah. would give me money. That's what everyone does, <laughs> I guess, anyway. <laughs> Simple photography to, with you, Rosie. You have to, right? <laughs> You, you get started and, and, and you, you have bills to pay and you want to get your feet wet and you got to get experience and, and you have to do that. Uh, but quickly, you, you learn that you can't be everything to everybody. And if you want to be something to someone, you have to niche down. Now, for me, that kind of happened very organically and, and it happened because uh, I was doing just trying a bunch of different niches. And, and by the way, like, I'm leaving out like all of the times that like I was hired by a client and said I could get a result and failed and, and all of the hardships of making a hundred calls in a week and not getting any, any results. Like, like that's part of the process too. Like it's not, it's not as easy as just dropping out of college and everything <laughs> works out. It, it, there was a lot of work involved, but I met this guy, his name's uh, Dr. Bill and he has his practice in, in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. And, and again, he was, he was very impressed with like, I think it goes back to this, like it takes a village seeing like a young, I think I was 22 years old at the time, a young hustler, like going all out on his dream, right? And having an actual good product that he was making a profit from and him having colleagues that could benefit from this product and getting to know me as a person and me developing a relationship with him and him referring me to a bunch of his colleagues that, that there was a point where I just looked at my client base and I'm like, okay, you have about three clients that are not chiropractors and you have about seven that are chiropractors. And I was realizing that each different client takes so much mental energy that's in a different industry because what I do is marketing. In marketing, you have to understand the market the customers <laughs> your clients are trying to reach and, and then you have to understand each different industry. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of this three. I'm going to go all out on chiropractors. And, and I decided to do that and I decided to build something for someone. That's that's when I started also getting to the work of Seth Godin. I know you're, you're reading this as marketing um, and really understanding, look, like like that, you, you can't be everything to everyone. The, and, and also the niches are in the riches, right? So so that's why I decided to, to niche out into chiropractors and... Uh, and go that route. Okay. okay. And just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that right now, but when you decided to drop out of college, were you living with your parents? No, okay. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> no. So at that point, I was living in a house. I was living, so my parents lived about an hour okay. away, and, and I was living in, in a house, and 
at the time I was actually living with my girlfriend at the time and uh, that's a different story for another day but the same day that I dropped out she decided oh, to drop out okay. and uh, totally like out of nowhere but like we <laughs> again that's, that's a whole other conversation uh, but she was also uh, at the time a, a great uh, uh, part of this journey and in helping me uh, launch a company uh, to to where it's at today but no I was not that was not the yeah. no but it's interesting because that 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 must have you could have been living in the comfort of your parents house you know and and saying i'm mm -hmm. gonna stop going to college and and do my thing when you're getting fed and everything by your parents exactly. that's easier you know but exactly. when, when you have to pay the bills that that's yeah. not the same decision you see that that's why i was asking <laughs> for sure for sure and it, it, Part of that is just because I've, I've always kind of seek my own independence. And I think that's a quality that entrepreneurs have. And, and from a young age, I started working. Like, I, I think I got my first job when I was like 15, like cutting trees with like this company. And, and then like worked at Taco Bell and then with Little Caesars and, and, and slowly kind of like built my way up. But then I got the certifications, I got the IT jobs. So I, I was making decent money in the consulting job. So, so I could support myself. But yeah, that's huge. That's huge because if, if you're living under your parents and you're relying on them, like and you're not on your own, like they do have a certain power over you and over your decisions. And, and I get it. Like, you know, like if your parents say, hey, if you want to do this and you're still living with us, like, like you're going to move out. Like that's a decision that, that a lot of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have to make and and I would still figure out a way to make that decision because it'll be worth yeah. it. <laughs> For sure. Or like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you can go take the vacation. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's you know, it's four years, like you can go enjoy yourself and and, and that that is also kinda the the joke of college. Like you, you do have students that, that like take it seriously and that go and like study and like do well. But I would say like that's not the majority of people <laughs> that go to college. The majority of people go to like just hang out and party and and they, a lot of people don't take school seriously and they go on vacation. Which, which is crazy because I mean in, in, in France education was free for me. Mm -hmm. So I went like I've got a master yeah. degree I but I didn't pay anything pretty much. Uh, that's amazing. So, you know, like if you want to take it easy, but it's not costing you much money, yeah. all right, okay. <laughs> but sure. when, when you spend so much money in the US to go to college, like going just for fun, that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly. And it, yeah, like it, it, it's, it's insane how much people are going into debt here. Uh, to go into careers a lot of times are not even higher yeah exactly yeah as, and, as you're saying because like they believe that the degree is gonna be like a security and and, and they're gonna think that yeah, yeah we're gonna be able to pay everything back in x amount of years yeah. because because we have the the key to get into whatever we want to but that's bullshit now it's it's, it's not true anymore it was true probably like 20 years ago i think like a, a, mm -hmm. a degree was big big difference uh certainly. but it's not true anymore at all like <laughs> certainly and, and uh, to to your point and to kind of what i spoke about earlier how the guidance counselor told me no one will look at you mm. if if you don't go to college to this day i do you know how many people have asked me of my clients what college <laughs> yeah. you go to zero yeah zero because I get the results and, and that's what clients care about. And I bet you that I can go against any person that graduated with a bachelor's degree. 
And if we're getting interviewed for the same position and I've built a company that's profitable, that's service clients and that's helped them make a ton of money, right? Versus this person that went to college on vacation for four years and hasn't really had any much job experience, that company's going to hire me just just because of, of what I've built, right? So, but college, like society, the, that narrative, they won't tell you that. They'll tell you that you need to do this to get there, right? And and they also paint this this picture of like, the I call it the $100,000 dream, right? If you go to college and, 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 and you get a good degree and you pick a good field, you'll make $100,000 in, in a couple of years. That's what people are shooting for. But they, they don't tell you that like, if you if, if it's not aligned with who you are as a person and your heart's not in it, even though you you'll be making hundred k, like it won't yeah, matter. You're gonna because be miserable. Like you, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it, it, it is just like selling it's your soul. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it, it, that's that's kind of something I'm very passionate about. It's kind of like getting young people to understand that, like, in the past, right? Like when when our parents were going through the workforce, they didn't have the options that we have now. And they had to make sacrifices that were very real. Like, man, like I got to feed my kids. I got to feed my family. I'll go to this job for for eight hours a day, five days a week, and, and I'll sacrifice for giving my family good life. You, you still have to sacrifice to get whatever you want in life, but it's never been easier to sacrifice to do something that yeah. you love and that you enjoy and to make a good living yeah, at it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, you, you, you were saying that obviously, uh, I mean, now you're enjoying the life in Miami and, and <laughs> uh, living the dream. Um, but let's also break uh, the myth of like being an entrepreneur is the coolest thing ever and it's the best life. Uh, it's not it. It's not easy every day, right? <laughs> it's definitely not easy every day. And there is a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs and there is a lot of failure in learning how to how to be an entrepreneur. Um, there is a lot of long days. Uh, like, for example, uh, when, when COVID hit, uh, a lot of, like, I would say 100% of my clients, only one... 90% of my clients uh, said, hey, we need to pause advertising. That means my pipeline dried up mm. from zero to one, like real quick. And uh, and I was like, okay, like uh, that hits you, oh, yeah. right? When you're an entrepreneur, because like uh, you, you you don't have a, a quote unquote secure paycheck, but a lot of these people got stopped getting paid too, right? But the beautiful thing is that like, once I got over the like, well, Right, I got. I understood that, like, no, you're an entrepreneur. Like, this is just another problem that you have to solve, right? And and I started thinking, okay, how can you keep continue to provide value to your clients? How can you make the product better so when everything passes, eh, they recognize the effort that you've put into the product and and restart their accounts with you. So, it's definitely not always just sunshine and rainbows, eh, but I will say. Eh, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you, and you have that like DNA, it's way better than, than working at a nine to five. Like even if you're at a nine to five, you're putting 40 hours and at your company, you're putting 60, 70, it's still way better 
like doing your like a hundred million <laughs> times better than working for someone else because like it, you're building your thing like you've bought into what you're doing and a even though it's not always sunshine and rainbows and even though like you have to figure out things that there's always fires to put out in my opinion it's worth it yeah so what's your biggest piece of advice for someone who works nine to five but wants to be an entrepreneur but they don't quite know how to go about it what would you recommend like the first couple of steps would be for sure so i think if, if you have this inkling in your heart of like wanting to be an entrepreneur you've probably started things on, on the side it, like for me like i picked up photography i know i know you you love photography and you're a photographer yourself it, i picked up a camera and i was so like intrigued by it and then i started filming videos and, and entrepreneurs like to create things and put things together and make things happen and and it, if you kind of have that inkling in your heart of, of like man like I, I think like this is not for me i would look into those things that you have started in the past and and look if like any of those align with a value that you could provide to someone it, whether if it's photography like who needs photography right it, at one point like i did websites like at for my church and and i built a website for them and then it, i had that skill and that was something that that i had thought about selling but i also had to hide these skills right so it's like look to those skills that you have already and see if like you can utilize them to provide value to someone or if not look into your passions look into what you enjoy doing and see if you can learn a skill that aligns with that that would be able to provide value to someone and i stress providing value to someone because i feel a lot of people say like hey man like i love doing this let me just go out and make a living at it but a lot of times just because you enjoy doing something doesn't mean that there is that someone else will find value in that thing right and, and there's more demand for different, for some things than other things, right? Uh, so I would, I would look for a lock, which is, it's often like Seth Godin talks about this, look for a lock and then that, that, that already exists and then build the key to open that lock. But don't build a key and then go look for a lock. Uh, and, and that's the easiest way to transition from a nine to five to an entrepreneur, like find a desire that's in the market of, of someone that needs something, whether it's a service or they have a desire and build something for that person. Like entrepreneurship, even though it sounds like, yeah, like, like we're doing this, it's about other people. Like my business exists to serve other people. So find ways to serve. And, and what I would do, what I would say to that person is like, people say, oh yeah, just go all out, burn your bridges, uh, right? Burn the boats. I like to manage risk and, and I think a more rational approach is like, see if you can launch that while you're still working on your business, right? Like see if you can get a client like I did when I was at college, uh, even, if, if, even if it's for free, you know, and, and get experience under your belt and, and start taking those baby steps, but do commit to, to finding a way. And I think also one thing that the four hour work week did for me is that it painted a beautiful reality what I wanted to my, my life to look like and he gave me clarity gave me a polaris star if you will that I could start walking towards like okay like this job like working for someone else like not having my own dependency over my time over what I do it's not for me so the opposite of that it's where and I want to go purpose. and having that exactly 
Exactly. And then having that clarity will allow you to kind of steer that ship. And it's also helping when you have your lows and when you are having a bad day, reminding you of where exactly. you want to be in X months or years. It's it's what's going to help you go back up and say, all right, let's pick up the fog once again. Because <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. Because if, if you don't have that clear, if you, it, man, what you just talked about, like if your purpose is, is not big enough, it, if, if the hardships are bigger than your purpose, the heart, you'll go back to your nine to five. But if you do have that clear vision of like your purpose of where you want to go, of what you want to make happen, of who you want to serve, it it makes enduring the the lows of entrepreneurship, which are there, much much easier and much more bearable. It's still hard; you still gotta go through them, but yeah. <laughs> um, like I mean, you're still pretty young, uh, which is amazing. You you I mean, you're doing really well right now. Uh, but you're still getting started, right? <laughs> in a way, like it's been I'm what three years started. then, three and a half. It's been three years. Uh, 2017 is when I got my first client for uh, for the agency. Yes, yeah, so, it's still the beginning uh, of the journey. Um, still the beginning of the journey. What What's your well talking about purpose? Like what What's in your mind? What's driving you right now? Yeah, it, it's it's sharing this message that it's never been easier right that look you can actually go out and do this yourself like i wasn't the best student i wasn't a bad student but i wasn't the best student just because like as an entrepreneur like you love to do what you love to do and if somebody puts something on your plate like college you do it but your heart's not in it you won't you're focused on, on what you're focused on you know um and and, and i'm not special you know i Every morning, there's this document where I look at like, all the people that I admire and the qualities that I, that I want to kind of embody and show up as. And one of the things that I notice when I look at a document of just people that have accomplished great things, they're just people. They're just interesting people, right? <laughs> like just like you and I, and 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 they've just decided to to bet on themselves and, and go out and do it. And so my vision for the future is to continue to serve chiropractors because I, I love them. I generally have an amazing product for them, but also want to build something for entrepreneurs that help them take that thing that they have that they want to give to the world and help them do that and help them. You know, it's funny. So like in the past, I started AC Solutions, that company that made zero dollars. I, I was a magician when I was a kid and I did shows and I made very little money and, and I started this website thing and did very little money and and I realized there was one missing piece and that was marketing, which is what I'm doing right now. I didn't know how to generate a customers and sales for my businesses and I realized that's the biggest hurdle to entrepreneurship for young entrepreneurs. The, the biggest thing that like keeps them from, from living, from making it happen, is the inability to get seen, get heard, and make sales, which is, we're talking marketing and sales. So in the future, I wanna be able to provide something for entrepreneurs that helps them with that. Yeah. I definitely need to sign up for that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, we'll talk I, have, like, I always have ideas. 
and I always have like projects that I'm working on things I want to do but then I kind of get the website done get the Instagram done start creating the content start yes. doing everything and like pushing forward and then I kind of get stuck and I'm like well okay now how do I get to the next level of like actually reaching more yeah. people and yeah the marketing side is what we well both of us yeah. kind of really struggle with so I need to read some marketing books take your course when you do it and start <laughs> learning that side of things a bit more absolutely well I had, a, I had a mentor that taught me that there's three columns to entrepreneurship. There is the craft itself, whether it's photography, whether it's building an app to to help someone teach a class online, right? The, there's a craft, and that's why most people go into business, baking cupcakes. And then there is the thing that comes along with managing that, whether it's a, the, if, you, if you have to manage employees, if you have to manage finances, most people have the first column down, which is the baking cupcakes. They figure out how to buy the product. They figure out um, how to make the thing, operations. And then the, there's a third column, which entrepreneurs are really bad at, which is marketing and sales. Because uh, as entrepreneurs, when we create something, we're so uh, in love with what we create that... but why we create it is not why someone buys it. They're two different things. And often the approach we take to the market is look, I created this and I love it for these reasons. Whereas buyers buy for their reasons, not for mm. yours, right? So it, that that marketing and sales aspect is, is what keeps so many people from from really being able to, to expand things and take things uh, to the next level, uh, which is again why, why I feel called to do that. So I'd be happy to help you kind of work yes. through that. And I know both of you guys are also entrepreneurs, right? Like you guys seem very creative. Like you started this app where you're helping people schedule a like, yeah, class online, online and teach online. And, and you have you do the pictures with the dogs. I see one right behind <laughs> you guys, which are amazing, right? So kind of want to switch tables if it's okay with you guys and ask you some questions about your journey kind of going in, into entrepreneurship. So you're still, Jeremy, you're still working at the yeah, IT correct. company. Yeah. yeah, I still have a full-time right? job, but, um, which is, well, the full-time job is the reason we are in Miami as well. Yeah. Um, so it's paying the bills, obviously, and, and, and it's mm -hmm. allowing us to do things on the side and to take risks because yeah. whatever happened with our side hustle we still have the money coming in at the end of the month uh, obviously so for sure we have a big safety net uh so we can do whatever we want and try whatever is coming to our minds <laughs> uh yeah. which is great <laughs> uh but also in a way it's it's also for me something that's holding me back because i like to work under pressure i need this little thing to to really get into to to go all in into what i do and and because i know that i i have well first i mean it's obviously taking time because i work like eight hours a day or not uh so it's taking time and, and energy so you know it's not easy to work the whole day and then the whole evening and the whole weekend like you need to really have a purpose which we have uh so that's what's helping um, but also, I mean, it's draining energy and, and, and it's not easy to keep going. And also because I know I don't need it in a way that I don't need this extra money right now. I mean, I, I, I could just do my job and then spend the rest of my time on the beach drinking Morito right now. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, <Jim> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I am the kind of person that I need 
the pressure. I need the little mm-hmm. like to be on the edge to really go full in. Um, mm-hmm. So having the job is good, but also I know it's holding me back. Uh, yeah. But it's been really good for Rosie to blossom. <laughs> yeah, you're saying about the pressure with me. If I have pressure, I'm the opposite. Like I like retreat, and I'm like, oh no, I can't do anything. Okay, stop. No, too much. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's been great because obviously, th- thanks to my job, um, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm making enough money that we can live a good life here. So mm-hmm. everything we do on the side is just bonus. Uh, so Rosie doesn't have the pressure to generate anything. Uh, she can just create, mm-hmm. and and if it's yeah. bringing anything, it's good. And and if not, that's all right. It doesn't matter. Which has been good for these past couple of weeks, a couple of months, even with like the <laughs> coronavirus. I've not made any money because obviously no one's doing photo shoots, yeah. so it's been good for that. But um, but yeah, like I, 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 we we have way more in common than what <laughs> I thought. Uh, in a way that yeah, I I went to college in my and, and got an IT degree because that was the th- the right thing to do at the time uh, yeah. and made sense and because my family was saying yeah if you do that you, you'll be all right um parents uncle I can react to all that <laughs> uh-huh. and and then I got my first job in Paris I got the first job that I could get um and I mean can't say I enjoyed it much. I mean, it was fun to live in Paris, but personally, that was about it. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I found another job that I did for th- two and a half, three years uh, in, in another company. Same, he was paying the bill, but that was about it. I can't say I was really fulfilled mm-hmm. or anything, but it was experience. I was taking everything as experience because you, you, to know what you like, you need to know what you don't like, you know, so you need to try things. And sure. then, so yeah. I was all right with it. Um, until the day I ended up uh, in a little startup uh, with the three founders. Um, mm-hmm. And and that was like, whoa, shit, actually, work can be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It can pay and it can be fun and I can enjoy my time and, yeah. and, and everything. And and that shifted something in my head. And, and suddenly, I have, I've realized that I could actually work and do something that I enjoy doing. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's been the beginning of the process for me. Uh, so that was five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, end of 2014, beginning of 2015. Um, and yeah, and yeah, and, and, and my, the founder of the company, my managers, my friends have been super helpful, like teaching me everything. And, and, and I've seen the company growing from nothing to where it is now, you know, now we, Mm -hmm. we've got an office in Miami and everything so obviously things are are doing well Um, so it's been an amazing journey and 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 I know that's the path I want I want to take for the future Uh, like I told them that in a way it fucked me up because I'm never gonna go back to a normal job to a normal company Uh, (laughs) like now I work from home you know I've got a, a pretty flexible timetable and and I manage my time and as long as the job is done, you know, like it's fine. Uh, so I, 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 I would never be able to go back to a normal job <laughs> with a boss telling me mm-hmm. what to do every single minute and everything. <laughs> um, so this is my purpose now is I know that I want to have this freedom um, 
to be able to do what I want, when I want, where I want. Um, it's not about the money, honestly. As long as I've got food in my plate and, and a roof above my head, I'll be yeah. pretty happy. And my toes in the sand, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's, that's all I need. <laughs> that's so key. And I love the fact that both of you guys are already experimenting with like different things like i love the fact that even though like, like through this like like you, you kind of saw a need in the market right and and you capitalize on it like real quick you saw that like man like people are they need to teach online but they don't have like a, a way to schedule and like you create something like very very quick and like i've seen multiple people kind of utilizing a what you created and and it starts there but i want to talk about what you just kind of like touching on at, at the end which is like it's not about the money right because i feel a lot of people right now because of instagram and because of all where, where culture is at right now, to them, entrepreneurship is making millions yeah, and, and having the <laughs> Exactly. And, and having the perfect Instagram feed. And uh, that's cool. And I have no resistance to it. Like, I, I love the Lambos and I love the boats and, and I love all that. But I think we need to, to redefine what success looks like, right? And, and I think the person that's, Gary talks a lot about this. The person that's making 60K a year doing the thing that they love doing is way more successful than the executive that's making whatever, 200,000 a year and has a pretty house but hates yeah, what he does. He's anxious and stress yeah. and, and, and everything. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's not about money is a bad thing. It's just, I don't think it's... If money is the purpose, is if you're doing the thing for the money, that's where it's wrong. Uh I mean, I I want to do some things that give me the freedom to be where I want, when I want, and do things I enjoy. Yeah. If that's bringing a shit ton of money, I'm not going to say no to it. But it's not the reason I'm going to be doing it. Like, I'm not driven by that. Like, I'm, I want to make what I need. I've got an enough, you know? Uh, and, and if I do more, that's great. I'll, I'll love it and I'll mm -hmm. enjoy it. But if not, that's not going to stop me to go to sleep in the night you know at all no hmm. yeah and, and and it's doable and, and i think it, it, it as an entrepreneur i think we're problem solvers and we enjoy kind of tweaking with things entrepreneurship is just a big problem that you got to solve it's like okay i i learned how to take amazing pictures cool i have this part down right now how do we how do i get this product into the hands of people that need it. And I know you guys do like a lot of stuff with like dog walking and, and, and dog meetups and stuff like that. Amazing. So you got that, that part down where it, where it's like, okay, like now we have, you've solved that problem of kind of getting around those people. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, okay, well, how do we get them kind of interested in, in the product and how do we build that desire and, and intention? And it's like, Hey, that's another problem. And like, if you just keep taking steps forward and you'll eventually solve the problem of, of entrepreneurship and, uh, and I'll preface that with like, it, you're never done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is always a next step. And I think that's life. You're never done with life until until you die. And it, you shouldn't kind of seek to that finished version because it's it, as cliche as it sounds, it's not the destination. It really is the journey. And it's the people that, that you meet on on that journey and the lessons that you learn and the experiences that, that you, you get to experience and uh, that's another thing that, that I love about entrepreneurship is that uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's always, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, 
excitement. It's giving me pleasure. It's like the, the excitement and it's not having yeah. a routine. That's there's what I like. It's new. like there's always something coming up. Like I want I want to have a new problem every day because that's what makes it fun in a way. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Instead of like going like I remember like one of the things that I hated about my first IT job was that it was just a lot of repetitive tasks. And I just felt like a part of the machine. Yeah. And there was nothing new to look forward to. Yeah. Never. Like it was just man, you go into work, you check the backups, make sure that they're done. Cool. Then you make sure this is done. Cool. Yeah, you just you tick the boxes and that's it. And then and yeah. you're just on repeat yeah. every yeah. single day for like thirty years. It's like, come on, just kill me now. I mean <laughs> also me, but I mean right. Right. it's fine. Uh but yeah, it's not it's not for us. <laughs> I kind of feel the same with the dog photography as well, that like the first couple of months I was like, Oh, I really want to do well with this, so I'd like push forward and push forward. And then mm-hmm. in November I had a really good month and I think from then I was just like, Okay, I'm done with this, I'm gonna do something else now. Like I'm <laughs> I wanna find another challenge. So then mm. in January I started yoga photography because I was like I kind of feel like I've done the dog photography. Like I didn't even, <laughs> like I kind of feel like, okay, well this is doing too well. I need to start something again and start and from, challenge. yeah, start from zero and have a new challenge. So I get like that as well. And I always have lots of different things I'm working on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's. But also like what, what, what you said, I think is really good. And uh, um, throughout the journey, you're going to fail multiple times, uh, yeah. but you learn from every step and and like you say like at the beginning like to take photography like you learn the the, the technical skills about it uh mm-hmm. and when you got that figure out you're gonna try to well you need to to get the business thing about it like yeah. <laughs> to the tax blah 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 all these boring things because everyone's saying like entrepreneurship is amazing it's fun and everything yeah you're gonna be doing yeah i, I would say that maybe 50 60 70 percent of what you do on a daily basis it's not actually the fun part it's everything else yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. usually don't really like doing <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah if you if you like photography you're not going to take picture whole day every day that's just a little part of the, what you do and same for marketing as well and then for anything right <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely and, and and i think that's yet another problem to solve right because i, I do think that you can get to a place and, and great entrepreneurs get to this place where they when they get to to their business, they're only working on their their show to fire, right? They're they're firing like where they're good at, and they've realized that. And, I, and I'm starting to realize in my own business that there is people way better than me that can do what I do right now, and and, and it's stuff that like I'm not really even good at, right? It, and bring those people and into my business and, and having me work on on what I'm good at. So it's like I do think that like you, you should strive to get to that point. But absolutely, like uh, entrepreneurship's not just doing what what you love. And, and you often hear that quote like, "Man, like entrepreneurs are the only people that work eighty hours for themselves, so they don't have to go work forty hours for yeah. someone else." But uh, again, that I said this earlier, but it's worth it if you are an entrepreneur. It's worth it and. I also want to say that like if you're not an entrepreneur and you enjoy working for someone and you enjoy or, or you you'd like to have that job security right totally fine too like we need you guys too and 
it's good to also put that message out there because if a lot of people say like, man, like if you're an entrepreneur, like you're an employee and they kind of look down on employees and no, like it's just different yeah. kinds of people. There is something beautiful about going to work at nine, finishing at five and then switching off until the next day at nine and then having the weekends off and having to think, oh shit, I need to send this email and figure out this invoice and message that person about this thing and edit these photographs. And like my mind is constantly on work, which is stressful in itself <laughs> whereas like if you you know, if you do those like other jobs you can have like the peace of mind and and, yeah. and you know the paycheck is going to be coming at the end of the month no matter what yeah and that's and some people sure. love that and i totally agree about it and and maybe in and who knows maybe in 30 years it's going to be like you know what now maybe i just want to calm down to slow down and to have that why not like i mean you, you never know uh, Certainly, so. certainly, it's for some people, and it's not for for everybody. Um, that's yeah, a good nothing wrong about, about life, it. Right? It's everything <laughs> yeah. for everyone. Um, I like to ask you one last question to finish is because um, I I feel um, the hardest part about the whole thing is probably to get started. It's probably to. Mm-hmm. To actually make the first step and say I'm gonna drop out of college and 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 start my drawing, mm-hmm. is gonna quit my job and do this. It's that's hard because you you're gonna leave behind one thing and you don't know what's gonna be ahead and and it's a yeah. it's scary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I mean you you managed to do it uh, even if you had family telling you that might not be the right thing to do and that's again the case for a lot of people. Um, what helped you to take the decision to make the first step? And what would you say to all the people right now that are like listening to Gary Vee every day that are like, I want to do this, but uh, I'm mm-hmm. scared about it. And my dad is going to kick my ass and, and blah, blah, blah. Like what, what's your message for them? Self-awareness. So, I always knew that I'm not afraid to put in the work and the hours and that I wanted this, you know, and, and even before I I started this whole thing, I I had this belief that I could do it, you know, and it, it takes that because if if you don't believe that you can do it, you're never going to like get started. Right, so, so you have to believe that it's possible. Uh, for me, it was the self awareness that like I'd be willing to do the work, and be willing to fail. You know, and uh, I think a lot of people don't get started because they are afraid of what other people will think about them if they fail. You know, and I'm not saying that wasn't there for me. It still is. I, I, I don't know if that that ever goes away. But my desire to create my dream life is way stronger than what my fear of what somebody will think of me if I fail. So, yeah, it, it's kind of having that self-awareness, knowing that you will put in the work and just trusting yourself and, and in a lot of ways trusting the universe that that it will take care of you. And uh, I generally think that if you're following your passion and you're following your heart and, and you're stepping through fear, the universe will help you accomplish 
that vision. And it's in my experience, the universe, God, uh, call it what you want to call it. Uh, but I do feel it, there is a guiding force that, that wants you to fulfill your potential. And a lot of times you, you, you will have to step through fear to do that. You will have to go against the grain and, and, and kind of walk the path that a lot of people are not working and um, yeah trust trust is a big one so that's that's what I would that what I would say anybody is trying to get started cool thank you thank you no yeah I like the message and yeah I agree with you um, but also it's it's it, it, it's hard because I we are not trained to fail Fa- we, we we are being taught that failing is bad um so it takes courage uh to for sure to get over that and and but i understand also why people are scared about it because we've been conditioned for years to be scared by failing so yeah it's 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 not easy yeah and judgment yeah 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 for sure uh cool thank you so much iram uh i really enjoyed this conversation i think i we i could carry on for another hour but (laughs) that'll be Certainly. Long for an thank episode, you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, fun. thank you so much for being on the episode. I think it's going to be useful as well for a lot of people listening to kind of, you know, hear your perspective on things and where you started, and you know, to hear about where you are now, like living the dream life in Miami. Like, mm-hmm. so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for your mm-hmm. courses to come out so I can take them and you can teach me all about marketing. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah, start sure. your podcast and uh, spread the word and and and. Uh, where can where can we find you on on social media if we want to follow you your company everything tell us about that definitely uh, I think the, the best channel to follow me is definitely Instagram and just Abraham Casillas that's C A S A L L A I'll link it in uh, yeah. in, in in the show notes um, yeah you he puts great content um, great advice he's on, on on marketing and sales and and everything i've been really enjoying it recently so yeah keep doing it uh, keep uh, sharing your knowledge because it's helping people me and i'm sure other people so yeah keep doing it <laughs> amazing thank you guys and thank you guys for holding amazing thank you space. thank you um thank you for tuning in guys uh next week actually we're gonna have a really special episode um it's gonna be a bit more like four months i think that we started the podcast next week uh, so oh. we're going to be like doing like a special q a so um if you can ask if you have questions for us uh, it's just going to be rosie and i like we're not going to have a guest but we're going to be answering questions so if you have questions for us um send us messages whatever and we'll be answering them it'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> cool. all right well, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this podcast with everyone you know. Make sure to leave us a review if you've enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week for our Q&A. <laughs>